Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are breaking down the Patriots versus Bills. Huge AFC East ramifications. Probably the winner of this game is probably going to win the division. So we're going to break that down with Spence from Buffalo Rumblings. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a conversation. We do have five-minute fantasy, but screw your goddamn fantasy football teams. We all suck at fantasy football, so we're taking it out on you today. But it's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's Thanks so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Love your show over there. I was on uh, your show to to start the season, right? Kind of kind of doing some pre uh, pre pre game, not pre game. That's that's wrong. Preseason predictions and whatnot. And uh, and now here we are at the end of the year. AFC East in the balance on the line. Bills coming to New England. We're pretty excited about it, man. So uh, so thanks for coming on. No, man. First of all, thanks for the invitation. Uh, I've been kind of waiting to be invited. I felt like uh, I'm like, am I not good enough to, to kick it with the Pats guys? So no, thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun, man. You you've actually were on my show twice. That's right. That's true. Last year I was on too, right? Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So this is. I was thinking about this today. Not to jump to the game. Um, this has to be the biggest game for the Bills. Like, right? I mean, AFC Championship game, right? Like. Biggest regular season game for the Bills in how long? Because I think it's the biggest game in Gillette since the playoff game that the Titans won, right? Like, I think every playoff game is pretty big. Um, I can't remember a regular season game that was this big for the Patriots for quite some time. And I don't know, what 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 rings a bell for the Bills in their passes? This is, a, this is huge. This is a huge game. Um, well, to be honest with you, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's the biggest regular season game in some time, but if I'm going to – if I take it back to the last time it was a big regular season game for us, I would say it was last season against you guys as well. Um, just kind of getting the monkey off our backs at that point. Now, last year we beat you twice, but it wasn't, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, but Brady wasn't there and uh, Belichick didn't have the team that he wanted and all that. So now like this year, um, after losing to you guys a couple weeks ago, it's like, okay, look, we got to, we got to do what we got to do this time. So I, I would agree with you. I would say that this is the biggest regular season game. Uh, the chiefs game was big just because I feel like the, the team was built to try and that was beat a big stepping the stone for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that, but then the thing is the way the season is gone, it's like, yeah, we were built, built to beat the chiefs, but then we started losing everybody else. So um, this game is kind of putting things back in perspective and it's a big, it's a big one for us. Yeah, and, and I think we talked to the coordinators today. Sorry, Keegan. I, I just think you're good. You can wipe out everything that happened last game, right? Like <clears throat> they asked mm-hmm. McDaniel's about how you use, you know, divisional matchups where you face them multiple times. How do you kind of tweak? And he's like, you know, normally it's it's a game of tug and war, right? Like first time you play a team that you're really close with and, and you see a lot, you do some things that you have success with and you almost don't want to go back to them because you know that team's gonna make adjustments. Whereas two weeks ago, like they what they run the ball forty four times. Like I, yeah. I have a hard time seeing them doing that unless they get some more guys on COVID, some more receivers. Um, but it, this is why it's this is such an interesting game because I, to be honest, we we all talked after that game. I, I really didn't take much stock out of that. It was a hard fought game. Both teams were were obviously even in talent. I just think it was, you know, who was going to be more mentally tougher, who was going to stay more disciplined, and I think the Patriots were for you know. 
80 to 85 percent of that game and is why they came out on top now even playing field this is where you can really see both teams go head to head uh, i mean you guys won so i have to i guess i have to just respect it from that point of view but if, if i'm gonna take a step back I, honest to god and this isn't me trying to trying to come on you guys show and like disrespect you guys at all i don't no, think that the patriots are a better roster though so like when you no, look at no. that that game um I don't think that they it was that they were tougher or I don't think that it was I, I, what I think is the Buffalo Bills weakness is our running game. And in weather like that, you have to be able to run. And we just can't do it with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. So you guys have a run game that you can do it when the weather's good or the weather's bad. So I felt like that was the key to it. But if Josh Allen with that strong arm or not, that weather is on TV. It didn't do it justice. I was in Buffalo for that game. Uh, it, it didn't do it justice. You, I don't care who you are, Brett Favre, Josh Allen, you can put their arms together and you can't, you couldn't have thrown in that weather. So I think this time, I feel like this will be a proper representation of, of what the teams are when they face each other. So I'm just looking forward to seeing what we do against Mac Jones. He has to throw it more than four times, three times this time. He has to. Yeah. And that's basically what I was going to ask because whenever we have guests on, I, w- I like to ask, how would you attack your own team like say you're the Patriots offense how would you attack their defense because it's easy to say run the ball 40 times because that worked two weeks ago but I think we're all smart enough to know that an NFL defense isn't going to let that happen to them twice in a row especially a really good defense like Buffalo so if you were the Patriots offense how do you attack that defense well, you're right. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go 40 times again. But I absolutely would. I would ground a pound. Uh, you know, you got to have at least 20 to 25 carries. You got to. And then on top of it, um, we haven't really seen much from since Trey White was injured. We haven't really been challenged as much in the passing game. I would absolutely, until proven otherwise, I would absolutely try my hardest to attack Dane, you know, um, Dane Jackson, Um, even Levi Wallace. He's kind of filled in for that CB1 role. But when Trey was there, we always used to feel like teams would would pick on him. So you got two guys that that aren't necessarily as proven. Uh, The the saving grace for us is that we have um, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde as safeties. So when you have, um, in my opinion, I'm a Bills fan, so I'm going to say the best safety tandem in the league. But if it's not the best safety tandem, it's realistically, it's a top three tandem as far as the safety position. So um, that's our saving grace with Trey White not being there. Either way, that's what I would do. If I, if I were you guys, it would be a short passing attack when, you know, uh, slants and just things, Tight ends, the tight end, the Buffalo Bills for the last 40 years can't seem to defend a tight end. You guys have two of them. I know, I know one of them um, hasn't quite given you the, the, we've been saying it for weeks. (laughs) It's going to be, it's going to be John Smith's week this week. And it it never is. He's had more yard. I swear. I said it to Pat after the game. Pat actually laughed. I called him on the way home. It's true. I think he's had more yards negated from penalties than he has all scrimmage yards all year. Like he had, I think it was an 18-yard reception, uh, and then he had that like 15-yard touchdown when they ran him on the kind of a jet sweep that got called back because of a Myers holding. Like, Both of them. Every yeah, time he does yeah. something positive, it just gets negated from hell. I thought he was he was PFF's highest-rated offensive player. I didn't. I thought Hunter Henry was. Um, you know, take it for whatever you want, but I think he's trending in that right direction. Like it's, we do say it every week. This is the week he's going to come out. I thought Saturday would be it. Um, you know, take those penalties out. Maybe as a different day, but. Yeah, right. Henry's a problem in the red zone. I think that was their biggest, um, their best get. I, I think the Patriots have started winning and turned things around because of their red zone offense. They struggled with it for years, even back when Brady was here. His final years, they went out and got a tight end that can play. It's a mismatch, and he's been, uh, you know, all world for them this year. Yeah, no, no but your tight ends um, are legit. I, I thought John Smith would be better as well. But for me, the biggest uh, and maybe you're just talking offense at the moment, but your biggest free agent pickup was was um, now I'm going to have Judon. Yeah. yeah, you all know I love this guy. He he has been like the best. When, so when when the Ravens uh, decided not to resign him or he decided not to stay there. I was like the first guy in Buffalo, like, yo, we need him in Buffalo right now. I don't care what, I don't care what, if there's any rules about it, go sign him now, give him a contract now. So when free agency opens up, he's in Buffalo, but you guys got him. And, and that's the first time I can honestly say in a long time, I've been jealous of a free agent pickup. For I remember you game. saying that you said that before the season started. So yeah, he's yeah. that's, that's legit. That's not him saying it now. That's legit. So Don, welcome to the show for, as a bills fan, appreciate hey, you uh, listening. Girl. We appreciate that. So, uh, 
you know, and this, here's the thing about the Patriots offense, right? And we say the Patriots offense that, you know, did enough and did a great job and this and that. They scored 14 points last time they played the Bills, right? They have ne- they had negative 10 yards in the fourth quarter. Well, negative 18 if you count the, the kneel downs. But they had negative 10 yards in the fourth quarter, right? If they lose that game, we're sitting here saying, you know, they were unable to, you know, to do anything later on in the game and blah, 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 whatever, right? Outside of the long run, they really didn't do much, right? And so – that's for me where I kind of look at it and say, okay, yeah, sure. Like they, they did enough fine, but they're going to have to do more than that. Right. And we saw what Mac Jones did on Saturday, which is put them in a hole early, make some bad rookie mistakes. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was impressed with the way he responded in the four in the fourth quarter, but it took them three quarters to get going. Right. And so yeah. time just ran out on him. Right. But so the question is going to be, can he learn from those mistakes and I think that Josh Allen is, is kind of the process trial for that. I mean, for God's sakes, the guy was terrible, like terrible for the first few years of his career. And now all of a sudden he's a guy that, you know, he still makes mistakes from now, you know, from time to time. But he's a guy who's minimized his mistakes significantly and made himself into a more, you know, accurate passer, a more efficient passer. And he still has, you know, all those high end stuff. So. You know, that's something where you kind of take a page out of, out of Josh Allen's book to kind of say, hey, look, I got to get better from from the mistakes I made. Yeah, no, I agree. And and so Josh's rookie year in his second year, he obviously like his I think his completion percentage was like 58 percent his second year or his first year. It, it just wasn't good. And so to your point, he has gotten a lot better with those things this year. He's still turning it over a little bit too much for my liking. Um, and that's to me, that's the main reason why I don't consider him in the MVP conversation, because he has way too many turnovers. As far as Mac, you're right. This past weekend, um, the first three quarters, man. And, and you know, because I was joking with you on the timeline as well. Yeah. But like in Buffalo, we were all, oh, my God, this is this is the Mac Jones we want to see. But honestly, I was impressed with what he did to turn it around and, and you know, really get the team back in the game. And, and he looked good. The question that I really have, and I've watched a lot of Mac Jones because I obviously I try to stay up on the division and um, I watched him a little bit in college. I just I don't really under I don't know if we. I don't know if he really has the arm as like a NFL quarterback that you that you would really want long term. And I'm not saying this as a hater. I'm asking you guys now because um, looking at him, obviously, the Patriots, you're not the Patriots from last year. And Cam Newton's my guy. He, he He's done. He shouldn't be in the league. Right. But Cam Newton is my guy. And I wanted him to be successful out there. And they just weren't. And, and this year with Mac, the team looks different. The team looks so different. So um, do you guys feel confident that like going forward, he's going to be the guy or is it, you know, and that, that might sound like a bad question to ask seeing that your guys are leading a division right now and all that. But honest to God, when I watch him, I feel like it's the defense that's really giving you your wins. I think, I think that comes with kind of growing and molding into your NFL body, right? Like I think we saw Brady struggle with that a little bit earlier in his career. And I also think, too, the way they've schemed some things up for him to make it a little bit easier, right? You know, a lot of the stuff over the middle of the field, not many shots. Um, I don't think he's had to need his arm as much as, you know, maybe like Josh Allen would, right? Like, you know, it definitely pops up. The other night, that out route he threw that was picked off, I think, by Okariki, whoever you say his name. You know, that's where, you know, you need a little bit more mustard on that. And I think he was late to his read anyways. It was a great play by the linebacker, but... Um, then you see him throw a ball like that one to Myers where it's, you know, 40, 35 yards on a dime drops right in a bucket and, and it gets dropped. So uh, I, think, I have no concerns about that. I think that will come the arm strength as he gets, you know, bigger and, and stronger and, you know, gets into his NFL body. But I think also this year he's really hasn't had to showcase it because they, a they don't have a guy that can go down the field, and make plays like maybe Nelson Aguilar, but it's very limited. And second, I don't think he's needed it other than a few spots. Yeah, I, I'm so I've always been a little bit lower. I mean, even in the draft, me and Spags did the the, the draft shows and all that stuff. Spags was always higher on him than I was. I was always I loved lower. Him. Loved him coming. He, out. Loved him the entire time. I'm a Justin Fields guy. I think he should have went number mm-hmm. one overall. But I uh I I think the only problem that he'll have moving forward is the arm strength. And I think a lot of a lot of that gets lost when when you talk about that. Like Spags mentioned it, he can put touch on on downfield throws. He can throw it forty yards in the bucket. Can he throw it? Can he throw like a ten yard out and get it there and not get picked off? I don't think he can right now. And then another thing that we've talked about is a year in an NFL system where he's getting stronger. And I someone brought it up a couple of weeks ago. 
he's he's been in an NFL strength system for four years, five years, because mm-hmm. Alabama, that's what that is. That's an NFL strength system. So I don't know if the arm's going to get much stronger. But like Spack said, is he going to need it? Bill Belichick knows how to build a team around what his quarterback is. He knows what his quarterback is. He's going to be able to build winners around him, I think. Yeah, I mean, his arm's CC plus, I think, you know, and if he can get it up a little bit higher, if he can get it up to like a B, maybe maybe even a B plus at some point, you know, I think that, that, that that's enough, right? It's not it's not Josh Allen. He's never, he's never going to have that crazy arm. But if he can do what Brady has done, and again, I, I'm not even expecting Brady level, right? But even if it's Kirk Cousins level with someone like that, you know, where he's got enough to get it there, I think that that's – that's all you're looking for. And the biggest thing the Patriots will do, and, and Dark Google mentions here, is 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 the brain. That's it. That's, That's the number one. If right? Like the, if you can make the right reads and be smart with the football, like I'll take that over a big arm guy, right? right. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes the guys have the have the arms or you know, the arm or the legs to get themselves out of a bad situation, right? You make a bad read, you make a bad play, and it's like, okay, I have I have the ability to get out of this because I can rocket that ball in there even though I'm late on it. Or I can you know, scramble out of the pocket and buy myself more time. And then someone breaks open. Right. So, and those things he, he can't have, right. He doesn't have those things. Brady doesn't really have those things either. Right. And so, but he has perfected, you know, playing the game from the pocket. Right. And so again, I mean, Max never going to get to that level because no one's ever going to get to that level. But like, you know, if he can approach that level, that's what he has to do. Right. And so, um, you know, that's the way he has to play. And again, he'll never get to, to what Brady can do, but like, but it, but that's the trajectory that he needs to be on. Yeah, no. And, and that, I guess that's where I was going because, um, he doesn't have the mobility that you just mentioned. He doesn't have, um, the escapability that other guys seem to have. And Brady, to your point, Brady is like the goat probably at, at, I mean, at, at plenty of things but especially (laughs) at um like working in that pocket like that and being able to really maneuver in the pocket to where he doesn't have to be mobile but he's not really getting um he's not getting killed like you would think a a normal pocket passer would but I think Brady's arm um is is stronger so I guess my 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 concern for you guys was so the, the last game that you guys played when the the 10 yard out that was intercepted like we were talking about those are the plays that um you know you got to be able to make those, even if you can't um, throw in a rope 40 yards down the field and you don't have the, like you mentioned, the Josh Allen strength or the rocket for an arm, you got to make those 10 yard outs, those 15 yard curl right. routes, man. Like those, you can't get those intercepted because a lot of times those are pick sixes. Those aren't even just interceptions. Um, those type of plays to the, to the boundary like that, that's taking it to the house. So um, as a Bills fan, it's like, hell yeah, keep your arm like that and make those throws. And, and but <laughs> You know, but talking to you guys as a just as a as a guy right now, I, that would be my concern for you guys in the, in the future. Yeah, I think it's I think it's valid. I think it's valid, and so that's something that's something that bears watching. You know, so obviously Jerry's not out on it yet, right? But I think it bears watching. So a really good question here in the chat. So I'm gonna, I'm going to pull it up here uh, from Ali bin Mukhtari. It looks like so. Yeah, he said, "Are you buying into the notion of the Pats getting into the Bills players and coaches' heads?" And if we were to see another dominant run game from the Pats, which leads to a win, how damaging would that be for Buffalo, do you think? Uh, I wouldn't say um, that the players are getting into the coaches. or I wouldn't say that the organization at all is getting into the players or coaches' heads. I think what's happening in Buffalo right now is that there's a there seems to be a pressure um, that – and and you guys are probably familiar with it from a different standpoint. Like you had Brady for so long. So like every year you were winning the AFC East and every year you were making the playoffs and probably getting to the AFC championship game after coming off of that for Buffalo, the expectations were so high. Like everybody's like, Oh no, this is the roster. Now you got to go to the Super Bowl." And then we upgraded one of our wide receiver positions with Emmanuel Sanders. So it's like, okay, the offense should be even better. It hasn't been Uh, the passing game. Josh's numbers look similar, but, the offense doesn't operate the same way. Stefan Diggs is his numbers are down slightly. Um, the run game isn't there. So there's so many things that I just feel like the pressure is kind of building up. So you saw a frustrated Sean McDermott that night because obviously the Pats game is a huge game. It's not just divisional, but everybody in Buffalo feels the weight when we play any, you know, like when it's New England time everybody knows it. So I just think it comes down to the pressure that they're that they're facing. And this is the first year that we're to hunt it. Because last year it was kind of a surprise, like, oh, my God, this is Josh Allen. Oh, my God, he's throwing it like this. 
now everybody goes into the game and they know, okay, we got to, we got to really stop Josh Allen from doing this and we got to do that. So I just think it's the pressure. Do you think there's a disconnect a little bit between Dayball and, and McDermott? Um, I don't know. I, I, it was a few weeks ago, but I thought I saw something on regardless of the, you know, regarding the comments from the Buffalo side that it sounds like there might be some sort of in terms of offense, if there's some disconnect there, right? Like maybe Brian wants to do something one way, Brian and Josh and Sean doesn't. Um, do you feel that? Is that like, you know, I don't want to say riff, but is there tension growing there? Because I think I could speak for everybody. Brian Dayball deserves to be a head coach one day. I think what he's done in Buffalo has been, and what he's done for Josh Allen is all worldly, but um, you know, I don't know if that's, is that something going on there that, that may be a little bit of an issue of why they were running into problems for a few weeks. I feel that's absolutely a valid point. Uh, everybody that I've talked to from within the organization has basically told me, like, look, Dayball wants to air this thing out. <laughs> everybody that I've talked to, like every single source that, I, that I've come to have now is like, look, it's not Dayball. It's not Josh. And not even necessarily to place the blame on Sean, but I understand where Sean is coming from from this perspective. McDermott wants to um, he wants to prevent what happened in the playoffs last year. So when we got to that AFC championship game, our wide receivers were beat up. Stephon Diggs had, I think he had like a cracked rib cage or something. And Beasley had like a, a fractured leg at some point, whatever. So our receivers were beat up and we could not run the ball and Devin Singletary fumbled. So we benched him and then Zach. Mo so it was just, there was no run game to go with Josh. And, what happens is like now I think Dermot is saying, look, we got to get to the playoffs, but we have to know how to run. We got to know how to do this. We got to have a balanced attack. So, so teams can't take away the only thing that we do. But what happens is when your roster is built to only be one way, it's very difficult to force a, you know, it's not a strength at all. We can't run. So with us kind of, you know, trying to force Devin Singletary to be this beast, he's not Derek Henry. He's not uh, Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, trying to force that, it creates that tension that you see because now, you know, the run game averages, what, 2.6 yards per carry for the season from the running backs. And, you know, it's, it's just a, it's an abysmal stat. And, and that, might, that, that might be slightly off because of the last game that Devin had. But our running backs just had, even that game, I think he averaged like 3.9 yards per carry. It was his best game of his season. And, right. he, and it was 3.9 yards per carry, and it, it just wasn't great. So um, the thing is, I, I do, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big supporter of the run game. I think the run game needs to, to wake up, but I'm not a big supporter of it this season. I think this year, I don't care. You let Josh throw it. We need to get this. We need to score points. We need to get back to where we're scoring 25 or more. When, when we're only scoring 10 points against the Patriots, we're scoring nine or six points against the Jaguars. We're scoring, you know, that's just inexcusable to me. So, yeah, no, we need to air it out. Good point, uh, Spags. That's that's the, I ain't want to call you Ryan. It's Spags, right? Yeah, that's Spags. You got it. <laughs> I got you. So <laughs> if he wants to run the ball, why does he refuse to add a running back? Because it's been it's been Singletary and Moss the last two years. Just like basically just those two guys, from what <laughs> I've noticed. Breda that's all you hear. Breda helped out too in spurts. Yeah, recently. And, and I I'm more of of what I'm asking is ninety percent of the time Buffalo's in in shotgun, right? So they're running everything out of the shotgun. And when they do, I feel like neither one of those guys really work like that. Like Matt Breida does because he's, he can get going fast and he can hit a hole. I don't think Zach Moss feels like a power guy to me. I don't know what Devin Singletary is because he's so inconsistent with, you know, the numbers that he, he can put together. Hmm. Why wouldn't they want to add somebody who maybe fits their system a little bit better or just a better football player overall? Cause they, they they've been riding with these guys for a while now. I just think it comes down to the fact that they drafted him. They're both third round draft picks and uh, Devin Singletary's rookie year. He he made some very impressive plays that made Bills fans and the organization really excited about him. So I think, you know, just resting on the fact that like, okay, we know we can have success with this guy. Hey, and then with, with Zach Moss, again, I think it, it just comes down to the fact like, Hey, this is our third round draft pick. It's, you know, it's his, you know, he, he didn't have a great rookie year. It's okay. He had an injury and it's okay. So I think they just kind of sticking with that, but I can almost, I'm almost sure. Like I'm not Brandon Bean, but I'm almost sure that, you know, this off season coming up, you'll see a new running back in Buffalo. That makes sense. Maybe Tony Pollard, maybe Tony, I, I, he's a free agent. I'm him. I'm getting Man, if the doubt. Cowboys let him go, <laughs> if the Cowboys let him go, everybody needs to be fired first. Yeah. Secondly, I would absolutely love to see him in Buffalo. Absolutely. Or how about, how about Zeke instead? No, no, no. Keeps it. Keeps it. <laughs> Keeps it. Keeps it. Keeps it. Keeps it. 
so, no, buns to me, man. He's buns. No, he's done. He's done. You yes, can just see yes. it, and and so everyone fast. can see that Pollard is is way better. But that's what happens in the NFL. That's why that a guy Cliff, like Frank Gore is so interesting because the cliff never really came for. I mean, like, listen, he wasn't. Well, the I mean, cliff at the end they were talking about 42, for Brady. That's just Ezekiel Elliott found his way to that cliff. I don't know, and then and Brady that never. Was wild. Yeah, it's around the same time too. It was like, all right. 42 Brady. No, it's 27 year old Ezekiel Elliott off the court. Right. And even like AP, like Dark Bugle mentioned AP, like even AP, like he was good for a long time. And then he like, he got old. But like it wasn't like it happened overnight. Like Zeke was good one day and the next day was terrible. And you were just like, what the hell happened? So AP, AP still, I mean, he's not, he's not obviously doing anything now. But like I think last season or the season before that, he came to Buffalo. Uh, I think. Was it with Washington? He was on the Washington, Washington. football yeah. team. And they came to Buffalo, and in the first half, this dude had like 105 yards and two touchdowns on the and Bills, he, man. Like he was in like 36, and he was like 36 at the time. What the <laughs> it's hell? Just like, he, he had that hell? long touchdown run that it got Mark Sanchez's last win a few years ago in Washington. Remember, it was like a 97-yard touchdown run, 35-year-old running back. Outrageous. And this is, But that's why at the beginning of the show, when you asked me, like, so how would you attack your team? I know that we got Starla Tulele back, and I know Tremaine Edmonds is there. And so we, we have our reinforcements back and healthy. But the thing is, we're still just not a good – last year, man, Frank Gore with the Jets – in the first half of that, I think the second game, he averaged like 5.6 yards of carry on us. And I remember that specifically because I yell about it every chance I get. <laughs> like Frank Gore is gashing us for five and a half yards of carry. Yeah. Like, what world are not we great. living in? When we're Now, again, if this was 10 years ago and you're saying Frank Gore is averaging. Okay, right. I'm not mad. But last year, 2020, Frank Gore? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's crazy. Now, uh Another question from Allie here about about uh, Josh Allen running. So we'll, we'll I'll ask you that too. But I want to ask you, uh, I I don't want to have a discussion about it. But Cole Beasley's out. Okay, what does that do to to the Bills' offense? Because I I feel like, and I might be wrong about this. I just feel like Beasley is similar to not as big as Edelman was, but is similar to Edelman was for Brady for a while, where he is that underneath guy that's always open. That you know is going to catch six to six to eight passes every single game, and he's probably not going to score a touchdown pass, but he catches those kind of in the middle of the field. You need a first down on third down. He runs some little whip route, and it's impossible to cover him, and he gets wide open, and and, and he gets a first down. And I'm just curious what you think um, will be the impact on that team, and if you think, and just kind of you can add to that with Ali's question about Josh running. Like, do you think we see Josh Allen run more? Uh, then we did kind of some design runs for Josh Allen a little bit more, although I don't know with his foot. I don't know. But either way. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, that's a quick both questions can kind of be combined here because uh, with, with Cole Beasley being out, you're right. He He's that slot guy similarly to to like a lot of those guys that came through New England, Wes Welker and uh, Edelman and all those guys who like Bees will give you nine receptions for 68 yards and like five of those receptions will be for first downs. So like those are those are catches that keeps the drives moving and um, because of that with him being out I feel like um, if his if his foot is healthy I know they they try to sell it like he was healthy last week uh, but we didn't see much movement from Josh it looked like he Mm -hmm. wanted to be a pocket passer so if if he's still kind of suffering a little bit on the injury front there then I do expect Isaiah McKenzie to have a little bit more of a role in the offense Um, last season we saw Isaiah McKenzie be a really big weapon really big weapon he had I think eight or nine touchdowns in the offense I want to see that again um it's late in the season so we can't really implement him all year like I wanted to but um last week we saw him in there and we saw a deep he only had a couple plays where he touched the ball but we saw the defense react to him so I expect to see Isaiah McKenzie kind of try to hopefully fill in that that Beasley role and as far as Josh I do hope that um because that's the that's the part that hurts the red zone efficiency is where we're falling off. So when you're last year, I think we were first or second in the league in red zone efficiency. Now we're near the bottom. And, and the thing is when you have a guy like Josh Allen, who's six, five, 200, you know, whatever pounds. And right. he's just, he's a stud. You, you ride that stud. You ride that Mustang. You don't just leave it in the garage and just sitting there to look pretty. You actually have to drive it. So I'm hoping that we do see more uh, design runs from Josh. I was just going to ask you that because he threw it 30 times two weeks ago, and I know they were behind, but I felt like in a game like that, like it was always a one-possession game. Like They could have still established run, and I know that's their biggest problem, but I was just surprised. They didn't. I think he only ran the ball three or four times, and it wasn't yeah. anything 
you know, create like that's a dude. If you get him in the open field, Kyle Van Noy talked about it after the game on Chris Long's podcast that he's one of the toughest guys in leagues to cover because he can slide, which you have to be careful about, you know, throwing your body at that, or that's an extra 15. He can juke, he can run through you. Like he's almost like a Cam Newton in his prime where he's like a tight end that runs a, what's he run? Like a four, six, four, seven. Like that's a dangerous dude. And they didn't utilize that. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And I understand they, they want to keep him for down the stretch, right? You don't want to put him in those vulnerable situations, but when you talk about Buffalo struggling to run the football, I think it starts right there where they're not utilizing him the way they should, because I think that could be very dangerous for them offensively. Yeah, no, um, you're right, 100%. And if you would have listened to any of the Bills content creators, uh, you would have heard us all, like every, I don't think there was one content creator that that didn't complain about the fact that we didn't run Josh Allen in that game. Uh, when When the weather is like it was, like I said, the TV, you couldn't, you really could not, you couldn't watch that game on TV and really understand how the weather was. Um, like you could literally, man, when I tell you, you could take your hat and just throw it in the air and it would be like seven feet away from you. That's how windy it was. It wasn't, it wasn't just them talking about it on TV. It was really bad. So when that happens, you know, I don't care what type of arm you have. We need to run with Josh. It's hard to bring him down. It's hard. Like, and you have the line for, we don't have a line that benefits Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. But we do have the type of line that if you're kind of designing some runs to get Josh out on a sweep, that's the kind of that every time we every time you see Josh run one of those plays, we're picking up a first down and more. It, it's right. rare that that Josh gets stopped for a short gain or a, or a loss when when those plays are designed. So I just don't I personally don't understand it. And I'm praying and hoping that Brian Dayball can kind of uh, talk some sense into McDermott as far as that play call and and. And I understand also you want to keep him healthy. Like it's especially now we have the scare with the foot injury. And so I, I completely understand health. But at the same time, it's football. It's football. You don't change the composition of a person. You don't change who they are. You are a runner. You are a passer too, but you are a runner as Josh Allen. You run the you run the hell out of him. You do. That, that's just me. Hey, you're right. You're right. And he's a huge guy. He's not like this. He's not. You know, massive dude. Massive. That's bigger than anybody trying field. to tackle. Him. I don't want to tackle. <laughs> That's him, especially right. in, in New England in, in December. I'm not tackling that dude. Yeah, yeah. no chance. So yeah, you know I, so I'm there's with guys you. around the league that have the same comments there though. Like I, I get that we're all sitting here as content creators talking about. Yeah, Noy said it. Hell like, no, I don't want to tackle him. But I yeah. guarantee you, there's probably if there's five guys in the league who want that tackle there might be five guys who want it. But for the most part, guys are trying to team tackle this dude. He, he's, it's not like a regular quarterback, man. This isn't tackling, with all due respect to Lamar Jackson, he's quick. He's very right. fast and shifty. He's not a guy that you're worried about getting ran over. Like, Josh Allen has won the Angry Run Award, like, three times. <laughs> like, this dude stiff arms people. He drags people. He's There was a run against Miami where the guy tackled him out of bounds and, and it annoyed Josh. So Josh pulled he, him he down did to it the ground. To, he did it to Van Noy, Miami. They talked about it. He literally yeah. stiff armed threw him into the turf. Like, yeah. And, and you don't get quarterbacks like that every year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there just aren't many in the league who can do that. You got Josh, man. Go punish some people. Go punish. Well, I think I think the concern too, and you saw it with Chris Godwin right? and Brady talked about it too. But like, it's one of those things where like, you don't, you almost don't like that because then some, then you're going low because you don't have a choice, right? Like mm-hmm. people talk That's about it and Collinsworth, right? And Collinsworth was talking about it on yeah. the broadcast, and he was saying it was Collinsworth. I don't know whoever it was. Doesn't yeah, yeah it, was, it was right. And he was saying, like, you don't have a choice. You have to go low because they're so big. And Allen's the same way. Like, you can't, you know, if you're a safety, you can't attack Josh Allen up high. You have to hit him low. So if you run a design run and you got a safety screaming in from the outside or from the inside coming to the out, he has to go down low on Josh Allen and then one hit, and that could be the end of the season, right? And then the Bills are done. But but again, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, you have to take that chance sometimes. You don't want to run him on every play, but, like, you have to take that chance sometimes, and like, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like, ultimately, like you say, it's football. Like, it's tackle sport. Like, it's just, what, what are you gonna do? You know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. If you don't take the chance, then then that's when you're sitting at eight and six, and impossible. Like, in the, right? not that eight and six is bad because it's not like a horrible record by any means. But with with the AFC being so close this year, we're one loss away from not being in the playoffs. Right. So it's like you got to at this point. Look, it's it's um it's put up or shut up. Like I don't care what it takes. We got to win these next games, period. 
Well, and and that's where I think like where the Patriots are at, and the Bills are in are in a unique situation because I feel like in this situation, win or lose, they're in the playoffs, right? Because you got the Falcons and the Jets both at home. There is a zero percent chance that either of those teams are beating the Bills in I Buffalo. Don't, I, don't I know, know but the Falcons, bags, bro. the Falcons are a dome team going to Buffalo where it's going to be like four degrees out. They they've I already they've already chalked that one up. I I'm mean, you're right. You. If you lose to Jacksonville, you never know, I suppose. <laughs> With that true. coach, like Urban Meyer was yeah. there, man. Like we lost to the Jags. That was bad. That was really nine bad. Nine to six with Josh so. Allen, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley. That's why. Like, what? how? How do you lose with that type That's of That's the most surprising no, loss of the season. That's the most surprising loss of the season, I think. You know, like, uh, of, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's, a good, that's a good name for it, too. So uh, that, one's, that one's crazy. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess there's no – but – even still, you would think that those two games should be should be winning. Patriots lose. Yeah. They're out of the division, obviously. They lose the division. And then you have to worry about now going to Miami and beating Miami to get into the playoffs, right? And so, um, you know, it, it's just interesting to, to look at kind of what, what it looks like there. So, um, but yeah, you're right. There's a million teams right there all fighting for the same thing. They're all 7-7 seven and seven or, you know, whatever. So 8-6 and six or 7-7. Seven and seven. And so... It's gonna be really. It's gonna be really interesting. What do you think? You guys got any other questions, or you want to go into? Uh, I've got one. Keegan's got one. I knew right it. That's why go. I asked. Go. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, after the game, I, I do a lot of the the press conference stuff for for the website, and I couldn't help but notice how the Bills beat reporters hate the Bills. Like they, I've never seen a group of beat reporters just trash a football team. So I wanted to ask you. I'm gonna read some of them off for you. I wanted to ask you if these people are like those kind of people on the beat who we all know that just, they don't, they're just there to cover the sport and it's journalism or if, or if the bills broke the, the, the beat reporters. Cause it was a little ridiculous. The Jerry Sullivan stuff. We all, we all saw with, with Poyer and Hyde. We don't claim him. We don't claim him. Okay. You don't claim him. Uh, yeah. Jay Skursky said final Patriots, 14 bills, 10 frauds. That's the best word I can think of to describe this team. Do you claim him? We do claim Jay. Um, I think I think the thing with Jay is he's one of those guys that that truly loves the Bills. Um, that must more have been than frustrating too. Yeah, like, I, I think I think it's point of view. Like, yeah, I, I kind of come down to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt Perino said Bill Belichick clowned Sean McDermott tonight. Don't get it twisted. Beat him in his house and had a rookie quarterback throw it three times. What a joke. Matt Perino is is like if he's not my favorite beat reporter he's my second behind sal capaccio uh matt perino is is the most honest guy i'll tell you that but he loves the team um he doesn't hate the team it's really honestly and you could probably have a list there we were all were disappointed one more. and we all were we all were yeah. like completely disappointed but it's just really jerry we don't claim but, but go ahead what's the last <laughs> one so this this one's my favorite it's uh brian chonaki i believe is how you say it he said uh he tweeted this out dawson knox on his horrible performance and then a quote from dawson knox that's rough. Like, because if Dawson Knox ever sees that, that's fighting words. I, I will say this about Dawson Knox: he went out in warmups, got a cool Instagram shot with his, you know, sleeves on, and and said something like, "I love the cold." And then he went out and dropped like three first downs. So it was a tough night for him. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, no, but for the yeah, it was a tough night for him. But uh, for the most part, though, honest to God, man, we I I, I think that um. I really think we have some of the best, and I'm obviously I'm a Bills fan, so I'm gonna say this, but I feel like we have some of the best beat reporters. Um, Matt specifically, like I talked about, and and Sal Capaccio, and and I hate the fact that we just lost, uh, we just lost like our ESPN guy. We have Marcel we have a new Atlanta, she's, and Matt yeah, Matthew so. Fairban just came over to from the Athletic to New England too from Buffalo. Right. Yeah, and, oh, and, he's and, a great dude. and I love Matt. Matt is yeah. awesome. Matt is awesome. So you guys got a good one over there. We all hated to see him go, especially to the Patriots, but um, but congrats for him man we love him so um but yeah marcel and and i feel like we really have a good a really really good group of reporters in buffalo i just think that the, the thing is also that on top of them being good reporters they are in love with the team so when they and report, I think too, that was they, a frustrating frustrating game right like super yeah, frustrating I think, you know i think it, people were better off to say that the patriots broke the Bills beat reporters. They didn't break the Bills. The, the just the, the beat reporters yeah. kind of lost their mind that night. They were like, "This team sucks. They're frauds." Well, you know what? Again, like I was saying at the beginning, like the, the expectations coming into the season, um, and it wasn't just it wasn't just 
around the, the, the nation where every like the national media was yeah. saying, oh, the Bills are the team. Like at home, everybody was saying like, look, this is the year to do it. This is your window. We extended Josh. We got all the players that we need. The offense is this. So everybody was completely sold on this team. So to lose this game to the Patriots the way we lost it, um, when you, you know, your quarterback completed what, two passes or three passes? Two for three. Two for three for 18 You know what I mean? Killing it. So so it's it's heartbreaking from that perspective and it's frustrating when you know and then on top of that then you know again like injuries and all types of it's just heartbreaking so I think I think a lot of those guys on their Twitter accounts you're seeing their real emotions and then when you go and actually read their articles or you go and and uh and look up what they said you'll get a completely different vibe they love the team they were just heartbroken that night I can respect that cuz there's nothing worse than a beat reporter who's just there for the job and doesn't actually yeah. care as ever, as everyone knows, I have very rational, never overreacting takes right. during the game. <laughs> never. I never overreact. Defense needs to get a stop. No. That's Pat's go-to. That's, you get that Pat's not allowed there. to tweet during the first quarter anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love, I, I love messing loop. with Pat on Twitter though. I love <laughs> like Saturday night when when you guys were playing. It was the best time. Like for yep. me, like he was complaining about it. I think a holding call or something. And I'm like, oh hey, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, cares about you guys complaining about right. holding call. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate the support. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I will say you talk about the Patriots, you know, and obviously you had to, unlike years past, had to play the Patriots and then Brady in back-to-back weeks. And I really thought to me, and I mentioned this to you to uh, off air, but like, I thought to me that that was going to make a break the season. I was like, okay, you lose at home to the Patriots and then you lose to Brady is just like, man, that's got to be heartbreaking for a team. And, and the hard thing is that, yes, it's the stigma around that. But not all the guys in the locker room. I feel like the guys in the locker room, yeah, okay, fine. It's it's Brady and, and everything else. But, like, those guys haven't been there for 20 years, right? Like, they, right. they're fairly new. So, it's like, yeah, of course we want to beat Brady. We want to beat the Patriots. But it's not, like, the end of the world, right? So, I think as a fan, of course, it can maybe affect you more. But I was very impressed with them. Man, they came out that first half against the, against the Bucks, And I'm like, dude, this is – the Bills season might be over. Like, the way they played, they, they just got their – you know, they just got punked on national television against the Patriots. And now they're going down to Buffalo, uh, down to Tampa and getting worked by Brady too. Like, Oh man. And in the second half, they came back and almost pulled that game out. And that to me showed me a lot about, about the bills because they, there was, there was no quit from them. There was no, like, they were like, all right, we're not done. Like we're going to come back and try to win this game. And they almost pulled it off. And so to me, I was like, kind of, not that, you know, not the season was over and like that, but I was like, Oh man, like they might be done. And then, they kind of brought me back in with that with that second half, and I was I was impressed. I don't know if you guys had the same feeling, kind of in Buffalo, where you're like, "Oh no, like it's the same like Brady and and the Patriots destroying us just on on two separate weeks." But um, but again, like I say, that that second half comeback to me showed a lot, uh, you know, for the mindset of this team. I thought. Well, I think I think it was split. I feel like um, you have you have fans who obviously still hate Brady just from the fact that he was in, in New England for so long. But um, at this point now, I really feel like the, the heartbreaker was the, the Patriots game uh, losing to Tampa. Yeah, it, it sucks, but it's not a divisional game. It's not a conference game. Um, a loss matters. Absolutely. It matters. But um, I feel like a lot of the the fan base and most of the content creators um, not that we matter any more than fans, but I feel like the, the conversation started going on like, hey, we feel better about this team now than we did coming into the game. Like, even though we lost, we right. feel better about the Bills. And that speaks to what you're talking about, how in the second half, um, Josh Allen basically said, no, I'm putting this team on my back and I don't care what happens. If I have to win it by myself, I'm going to try to win it. And to his, to, to that, you know, he almost did. So um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if we would have won it, obviously we would be in a better situation here going into this game, uh, this, this week coming up, but I don't know. I, I just think, I think Tom Brady is, is, is Tom Brady. I don't think we're scared of him anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's just a different feeling and he beat us, you know, but the, the, the conversation around Buffalo really was frustration with the, the referees. And we typically, I typically don't like to be like, Hey, the refs that suck, the refs did this. I don't like to, to blame things on cause. Uh, but there was a couple egregious, like straight egregious plays. Like Stefan Diggs' jersey was literally like on his kneecap. The guy was pulling it down so long, um, and they didn't call interference or holding. And then there was another Diggs play, and then they called the interference play against. Um, I think Evans was the receiver that was going yeah. for it, and it's just so there was a couple egregious plays, and um, 
it is what it is. It comes down to it. And Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. So you give him the ball in overtime. I don't know how you expect to win that game. So, you know, we got the ball first. We had to do what we had to do. It didn't happen. And we gave Tom Brady the ball. And, and when that happens in, in the fourth quarter with two minutes left or an overtime, you pretty much can kind of just start walking to your car. Right. It's a good point. It's a good point. So I don't know, man. So, all right. Let's get into what you think is going to happen. Obviously, listen, for those of you that don't know, I mean, maybe you're under a rock or something like that. Patriots here at nine and five, Bills at eight and six. If the Bills win, not only do they beat the Patriots, but they also take the tiebreaker because the tiebreaker is uh, obviously head to head, which would be split. And then the second tiebreaker is division record. The Bills have only lost one game in the division. That was the game to the Patriots. So assuming they beat the Jets, and then win out. If the Patriots were to win out, the Bills would win the division based on their divisional record. So, uh, just so just so people are aware of that, if they do finish with the same record, then the Bills would um, would win that division. Would win the division. If the Patriots were to beat the Bills this weekend, they could still lose another game and then still win the division because they would have the tiebreaker over the Bills. So they could finish with the same record as the Bills and then still win the division. So. Obviously, a massive game on Sunday. I want to get your prediction, Spence, on, on what you think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a, a, a close game. I do. Um, I, I think what's going to end up happening is that it, we're going to start the game off like we've done all year, where we're going to try to force the run, which I think is a mistake. And I think with the defense that that the Patriots have, I think they're, you know, I think you guys have a good defense all around. The pass defense, the rush defense, like you, you guys just have a good defense. But our strength is passing. And the thing is, I think we need to see Josh Allen just air it out. And and at this point, honest to God, this is one of those games where I don't care about him taking chances. I don't care. Like I, I want it all on the table. I want it all laid out. I don't think it's going to be a super high scoring game, but I do think we're going to see some, some really aggressive play calling from the bills and, and Bill Belichick knowing him, he'll probably take advantage of the aggression. So I think it's going to, I do think the Bills are going to win just based off of what happened um, a couple weeks ago. Um, we weren't able to really put our offense out like we wanted to. And uh, I, again, I, I'm not, I don't trust, I, I don't trust Mac Jones outside, you know, me being an outsider, I don't trust him. So I'm going to go with the Bills winning 24 to 17. And I'm going to say that, um, you know, it's going to come down to that last quarter too, though. Like, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you guys are trying to come back. I think it's going to be one of those things where fourth quarter, Last team to have the ball to score it, you know, and I just feel like it's going to go that way. And and that's typically how the Bills-Patriots games go now, unless, you know, we had the one blowout last year. But yeah. it, it, they're tight. They're tight games. It's not going to be one of those things where either side is going to blow it. Matt Barkley kept out. one close. That's they're, true. They're always close. Yeah. 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 And it's a surprising turn of events. Dawn, uh, 27-17 Patriots she picked. Um, she's got Bills next at 17, so I just figured that she's got the Patriots at 27. Honest, I, Bills I don't feel at, good about this one. At I think, 17. <laughs> I really don't. For starting with projection, I don't I don't feel a little queasy about this weekend. I don't know why it is. I, I didn't feel great. Um, I Maybe I was a little too confident, but deep down, I didn't feel great about Saturday. I just thought yeah, after the bad vibes figured things out. But I, I think Sunday could come down to like three or four plays. Like it's going to be that close. And yeah. Um, I think this Bills team's role, I mean, they brought it up right away, right in the locker room, right? They, they knew who they had next. And I think for the Patriots, pressure's on them. Um, you know, they, they know what's at stake, right? You can go from competing for the number one seed with a, with three games left with Kansas City or you're in a dogfight for a wild card spot. So um, I think it's tough. Yeah. And 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 also, I think that um, it, I feel like the Bills obviously know more than the fans know it, but the, the Bills know it more than the fans. Like it's time like we have to win. So I think that the defense is motivated more than they've ever been. Jordan Poyer was on. Um, I forget what show he was on. Pat McAfee show today. And he was talking about how um, the defense still feels underappreciated around the league and they still feel like they're disrespected because there's no attention given to the defense. And Jordan Poyer, first of all, Jordan Poyer for all pro or we going to freaking riot in Buffalo. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> Secondly, um, I, I do think that they're going to take it upon themselves to really try their hardest to. I don't want to say because you can't really embarrass at this point, but I think they're going to try. That's going to be their point. Like they really want to shut down this Patriots offense and they want to make it look like, OK, yeah, y'all, y'all scored uh, 14 points on 200 plus rushing yards on 44 attempts last time. Let's see you do anything. This time. I think that's the attitude that they're going to take into it. But I, I do think it's going to be close. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about it, 
the Patriots could be going into this game. We don't know about Kendrick Bourne with, with COVID. He's vaccinated, so he, mm-hmm. he could be back. We don't know, but Nikhil Harry left the game with a head injury. Nelson Aguilar. So you're rolling in with, like, no wide receivers. Your best blocking wide receivers out who helps you so much on those outside run plays that the mm-hmm. Patriots love to run on third down and and not get. But um, I think the I think the Bills win comfortably in this one. Like I like dark blue gold 30-17. I'm saying like twenty to fourteen, something like that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, listen. You know, I uh, I have a hard time picking against the Patriots. I almost did it last week because I really did not feel good about that. It's funny. Uh, you notice the 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 beard is shaved and dark blue gold pointed out. <laughs> Uh, I also switched my jersey from from Winovich to Barmore. I had bought in Barmore a while ago, and I was like, I don't. I'm I'm a kind of a superstitious guy. I'm like, as Michael Scott would say, I'm not superstitious. I'm just kind of stitious. And so, like you know, I was like, I can't shave before they lose. Like I can't do that, and then I can't switch the jersey into. And I was like, nah, all right, I'll probably I'll do it before. And I was telling my daughter, I'm gonna I'm gonna shave before Christmas. And I knew in my head, I'm like, they're going to lose that game to the Colts. I just, I had a feeling they were going to lose that game to the Colts. Now, if everyone's hurt, maybe they lose this game to the Bills. I just think that Bill's going to have them up. I think they're going to come in ready. I really do think the Patriots are going to prevail and, and beat the and beat the Bills. But I, I think the same thing. I think I think it's going to be a pretty pretty close game. I wouldn't be surprised to see you know something like, uh, you know, 2017 or 2117 somewhere around there where it's going to be close. Matter of fact. It's going to be some weird score because Bill is going to settle for field goals over and over again, and people are going to be so mad when the Patriots are going to end up winning by three points, and Bill's going to say, "Eat it," because I, because uh, I, because it's set up for field goals, we won the game. Let's do let's do a friendly bet there. Let's do a, okay. like like a, like a Twitter profile change or something Ooh, like that. I don't know. Uh, let's, I like let's that. do something like that though, like because uh, because you seem Pat's too on confident. that one. Like, I, I'm not. Yeah. A, I I don't feel well, no, good enough no. for this game. It's not you, Spags, and it's not it's not Kiki. Like I, I heard both of you show some respect <laughs> for my squad, but Pat was just like, "Nah, we good." Like he just was way too comfortable. So let's let's. I don't know what you want to do. We I can like talk it. about it after. We can talk about it now. But let's let's no, with something. I like that. I like that. How about how about this? How about if we have to grow a mustache? Listen, I work in a school system. I cannot I grow that, a mustache. You can't do that. Okay, so <laughs> having a mustache is fine. Growing a mustache not okay. Um. So I let's do let's do. How about this? The uh. The winner gets to choose the loser's uh, profile picture for a week. A week? All right. Let's go to the end of the season. Oh, oh my God. Regular season. season. You, you, you're that comfortable. Pat, you, I'm saying. Let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, Pat, if week. you feel so comfortable, that's a good All right, pick. Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do. Regular uh, season. Yeah, okay. Fine. Let's do it. That's fine. All right. End, of the, the end of the regular season. season. Screw it. I'm in. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Playoffs is like too it. important. Pat needs his face out there. So. <laughs> just, just the regular season. And I just got professional pictures done, so I got my my, my picture up there nice and pretty, so I'm going to take that. that down if we lose, bro. So it's, <laughs> somebody in the comments said I got to put Belichick on my profile for a week. I don't know if that's what you want or whatever, but I'm I'm that confident. I think the Bills are going to take it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this then. This will be good. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Dawn got stuck saying, now. what, Kyler is the NFL god for 30 days because of a bet like that? Oh, baby. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see. Hey, we'll see. It's, it'll be fun. It'll be fun no matter what. So we uh, we appreciate it. A good little – a nice little – I like a little wager that doesn't cost me anything. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's always – Just good. a little embarrassment. That's all. Bragging right, bragging. exactly, exactly. So, all right, Spence, this has been great, man. Thank you so much for coming through. We really appreciate it. But before we let you go, um, do you play – well, do you play fantasy football? I do. Do you want to stay for our five for our five minute fantasy event session? Would you like to do that? Let's do it. Let's do it. I lost three in a row. All right. Save it. Save it, bags. Save it. Because we because we we do a five minute fan segment here every year, every 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 week. So we're going to do our five minute fan segment. I'm literally going to hit the button uh, and we're going to start the five minute timer. And I will tell you this. I made the playoffs. I'm in 12 leagues. I made the playoffs in nine of my 12 leagues. I'm going to win. One, one <laughs> of my matchups for sure. And two of them. I don't are... know if you noticed, Pat, because you were talking, but Spence went 12 when you said yeah. that. Oh, like, I heard him. 12? Yeah, I heard him. Yeah. Bro, you see your boy, your boy, Greg Thompson plays in 24. So he's got me beat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Greg, is, Greg is a little wild. He, thanks, he John, I appreciate it. So, but it's fun. So, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm in like Scott Fishbowl and all the, all them things. But like, here's the frustrating part, right? I have two that I'm like teetering on the edge. One of them I have – one of them I'm done, and I just have to finish in the top 10, and I'm like eighth right now. 
but no one accounted for these games right now with Stafford and Cup and Gibson and all these guys, right? And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to end up losing. And then the other one, I'm playing against Gibson, and I'm down by like eight, and I'm uh, I'm playing against Gibson, and I have Goddard and Rashad Penny. And I'm like, I know, I know for sure that I'm going to lose both of them because Goddard and Penny are going to suck, and Gibson's going to be great, and Cup and, and Stafford are going to be good. And I mean, I'm like, God damn it. Like, this is going to be so frustrating. And like fantasy, you you spend all year long picking guys up for fantasy, getting things right, CeeDee Lamb and, you know, Cordell Patterson and Najee Harris and all, and they all suck in the playoffs. And you're like, God damn it. Like, what the hell happened, dude? And so, uh, yep. No, that's, you know, that's the way it goes. Kyle well, Murray has. Gibson has 50 yards and a touchdown already. Oh, so. and you know what? I, saw, I think I saw he was out. So, <laughs> but yeah, 50 yards and touchdown. Like, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. Well, see, so my year actually started off horribly. So, so I had um, J.K. Dobbins as my oh. running back. I had, um, first of all, let me just tell you, I have three running backs on IR. Like, I mean, season IR. Oh, no. Because I also had, um, and I forgot his name now, too. I'm having all these brain farts tonight. The kid down in Jacksonville, that the, the rookie. Oh, Etienne. Etienne, yeah. Etienne. I had Travis Etienne. I had J.K. Dobbins. Then I also had uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick as like my second quarterback trying to, to flip with Josh. He was out. So like it, it was just it, my tight end was was Waller early on. Um, he came back, but he had some injuries. I had Logan Thomas out. So so my year has been um, basically playing the waivers and, and it just hasn't it hasn't gone good for me. Yeah, it's rough, dude. It's rough. And it's just so frustrating because you're like. You, you you claw back in and you fight and you here and there and it's like no it doesn't matter no no who cares you know and so it's so and but fantasy is fun but then it's like sometimes you're like oh my god I remember one I'll never forget as long as I live and and you'll you'll remember this uh no I don't I, I you know what if you lose you have to wear a Bills jersey uh on next week's podcast I was gonna say I don't have a Bills jersey but I do have a Bills jersey I have a Drew Bledsoe Buffalo Bills jersey how about that. Nice. Uh, I got so, my Cam, I got two. I got Cam Newton, the white and the navy. Ooh, so I mean, he ain't you. there no more. But there that was go. the first New Counts. England jersey I've ever purchased because I there love Cam. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing with me, Drew. I bought like op- literally the day it came out in the stores. I bought that one. Um, yeah. But I remember one year, uh, Stevie Johnson, and I think it was after he was on the Bills. I forget what team he went after the Bills. But Stevie Johnson right. and I was deciding between him and Ace Sanders. You remember Ace Sanders, like the fourth wide receiver for Jacksonville? And I yeah. ended up going with Stevie because I'm like, ah, it's Stevie Johnson. He got outscored by Ace Sanders. I lost by like three points, and Stevie uh, and Stevie scored like four, and the other guy scored like eleven. And I was like, if I had started Ace Sanders, would have won. So the next year, I was like, all right, I'm going to draft Ace Sanders before the <laughs> before the before the season started. He got pulled over for like drugs or something like that never played another snap in the nfl ever again i'm like this are you kidding me this guy dude yeah. never played another step so uh so that's you know what are you gonna do so oh another one dark blue gold jerry judy never have i been so wrong about a player i was all in on jerry judy this year and he sucked and it's not his fault because that the quarterback situation in denver is just yeah the quarterback trash. play and then also coming back from injuries like that yeah. like it's like yeah i feel like it's always the second year back from an injury that you really kind of get the player back so right um and then that's the that's the reason why so the, the league i was just telling you about it's a dynasty league so i'm actually still nervous to have jk dobbins next year and travis right. Etienne because both of them had torn acls and it's not going to be fun so i don't know man was <laughs> etn achilles i feel like etn was the achilles wasn't it no it was, it was achilles was i don't know why it was acl it was his foot i think it was similar thing was to frank Cam had Oh, yeah, this Frank. Right. Okay, this Frank. But either way, yeah. So, yeah. Well, either way, it's out, not not great. I started out six and two. I've lost seven straight games. I can't buy a Damn. win. Like <laughs> COVID, ACLs, Achilles, like whatever you can think of. Yep. Somebody hey, on my team's got it. Is COVID not the like not to get into the the political side of the conversation? But is that not like the worst thing that could ever happen to football right now? It's yeah. like oh. you know, like random weeks, like. Like right now, we see Cole Beasley out. That's you guys right. have a couple Fantasy players conversations out. Over. That's right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you keep know, going. Like, You're right. You know, and, and, and going into this game, Cole Beasley was somebody I was going to start. <laughs> I have to put him right. on a bench. Right. So it's like, I lost, man, I, I lost by two points last week, and Keenan Allen was out with COVID. So I, oh, that's, well, I mean, if yeah, I had him know, in, I would But you you're right. But see, this is the thing with, with, about it, Jay, about Spence, is that like, that's why they went to like, to not testing these vaccinated players because they're like, we just got to get through the season. We just got to get through the season and be done with it. And like, yeah, okay, if you got it and you're asymptomatic, like whatever you're playing, like we don't care. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's dangerous and not good. But like, 
they're just like, screw it. We're just, we're just gonna, we're gonna get through the season. And they have uh, TV contracts to uphold. You know, that. we can argue about the merits of that, but, but that's the truth. Yeah. Like that's just what they're doing. So, uh, you know, is it the right thing? I don't know what that, but you know, it's like, hey, you gotta get paid, right? So, uh, but it is what it is. So, all right, thank you so much. Now we're done. We got a little vent yeah. session out, uh, fantasy football vent session. So, uh, we appreciate you coming out. Before we let you go, though, before we end the show, you got to kind of, you know. Uh, plug yourself to everyone where they can read you and see you and hear you and everything else. Well, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me again. This was this was a pleasure, man. I, I um I really enjoy your content anyway. So so to be able to do this with you guys has been fun. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Smith the King. My show Code of Conduct goes live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I had another show on Wednesdays with my man Joe Miller Wired. Um, that is the Hump Day Hotline, and then on Saturdays I also have the Chop Up with my crew. Uh, so. I got a lot going on and I actually just got a hip hop show starting up with, with some people too. So I'm doing too much. So follow me on Twitter. You'll see everything that I got going on. And Hey, again, thank you guys. Love you guys so much for this. Good luck this weekend, but not too much. Yeah. Same to you. My cousin's a rapper. I'm wearing his, wearing his hat. I gotta, I gotta, I'll send you his content. If you got a hip hop show. Link me. Yeah. Link me. Um, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, appreciate thanks for coming on. Good luck. Merry Sam, Christmas. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Christmas to everyone out there and to you as well, Spence and you guys Happy as holidays. well. And, and, uh, you know, We'll we'll talk to you guys next week.